Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, good morning. It's the Mama Levitt Show. We're here on Monday, April 6th, 2020. Today's day 17 of coronation. Today is, well, today is the 17th school day that we have had canceled. Um, we got a big show today. I'm Mr. McGowan. I'm here with Miss Mara. Good morning, Miss Mara. Good morning, and good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. Yep. Happy Monday. Um, we got a big show today. We got a lot to talk about. There's some confusion about what's going on and what's happening. We have some news updates from Everett Public Schools from yesterday. Our pets' heads are falling off. Like everything is just everything is just nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so so if, be calm, everybody. We'll try to help clear up any questions you have about the scheduling. Right. Keep calm. Carry on. Soldier on. Don't freak out. Don't worry. Everyone's in the same boat. You know, if if students, if you are listening, the one thing that I think we all really want you to know is that, you know, we're trying our best to come up with what we think is like the best plan for you guys kind of going forward so that it's not, and we talked about this last Friday, we had our discussion, by the way, great episode. If you didn't get to listen on Friday, make sure you go back and listen to Friday's episode where we discussed should everyone get A's. But we talked about how, you know, one of the things that teachers and students have to do during this time frame is kind of meet each other halfway. You know, like we're, like we're going to expect people to do things and we're going to expect all students to do it because everyone does have the capability of doing it as far as we know. But at the same time, we're not going to sit there and we're not going to bludgeon you with 5,000 pages of reading and, you know, 15 hours a day of assignments. Because we know that people are having issues at home. We know that people have – it's difficult to be in a pandemic when we're experiencing that ourselves for the first time. Unless you're 102 years old, you've never experienced a pandemic before in your life. But that's, that's kind of what I'm going through right now is just kind of this expectation that, you know, we're, we're going to meet people halfway. What do you think, yeah. Ms. Mara? Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that above all, it's important to take care of our mental health right now. So whatever you can do, do. Um, at the same time, I think that even though none of us really want to do work when we think about it, I promise you that if you take a little chunk of your day and get some work done and better yourself and educate yourself, you're going to have a much better day and you're going to feel really good about yourself. And I think that that ties into our mental health. So, so give it a shot and like, you know, just try, try to at least do the schedule as much as you can, but don't beat yourself up for not, you know, doing everything. You know, what's funny. I'm glad you mentioned that about, um, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> I hate when that happens. Um, oh, about feeling better about feeling better about yourself. It really is true. Yeah. I mean, if you, if days when I sit at home and do nothing and just sort of just absolutely just exist on the couch, 
those are days when at the end of the day, you don't feel good about yourself. You feel like you feel miserable about yourself and it just, it doesn't really help. So I don't know. We're, we're just, we're just kind of talking through some ideas here. So if you, if you're listening, what everyone's trying to process what's going on. Um, we're waiting for mama Levitt to call in. Let's just talk. Let's go into a couple of shout outs here. Um, I just want to shout out a few people who um, for their ELA work have been, They've kind of come out of the woodwork and started passing some stuff in. And I just want people to know that we're noticing that when you do pass things in, you know, we do notice who passed them in and we do see, and I've been reading everything. I know Miss Mara has, and Miss Lovett has I've been reading things. I've been putting grades on things, you know, how those grades will actually be counted is a question for another day. But um, this, I got some good work from Zeta recently from Gabriel P. Um, Manny N came out and did a bunch of things. Lornisha, Jacob, Jacob just came out of the woodwork and passed in a few things. Janelle, Janelle came out and did a lot of stuff that's, that was due. Um, and Olivia, I mean, I think one day Olivia probably just decided to do all her passing work. I just kept getting notifications. Mm-hmm. Olivia F. has passed in. Olivia F. has passed in. Olivia F. has passed in. Yeah. It's just continuous. Um, you have any shout outs, Ms. Mara? I do. Um, yeah, so I noticed Janelle started doing a lot of her work. Raphael L., um, he started passing in a lot of stuff. Um, my usual superstar, Sophia, Jamie, Dom P, thank you so much. And um, anyone else who is listening, check it out. I try to put stuff up there that's worthwhile to read, not just boring stuff. Right. So for me, I have an interesting story uh, coming up for today. And then for, well, for, for today for period A, Tuesday period B, Wednesday period C, and Thursday period D. So maybe we could talk a little bit about the schedule and kind of what we're expecting students to do as we go forward. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Miss marriage. You want to talk about that a little bit? No, um, I mean, I can, you, why don't you explain it and then I'll add whatever I want to add. Sure. Right. So um, we, Miss Levitt posted on her Google classroom and I sent it to as many parents as we had email addresses for last night with just an updated letter about explaining what our plan is for you guys and what our suggested schedule is. So on pretty much on everyone's schedule, it has a pretty, pretty set routine in a lot of ways. Um, I think for most of us, we're going to be doing 12 to two as our quote office hours, you know, and for those of us, if you go to college, you know what office hours are, but people listening in middle school obviously don't know what, what that means. So, Office hours are when your professor or your teacher is available for just to be there to answer questions or to get guidance or to talk about assignments or anything that you have. And it's, it's, it's a time when your professor is not working on anything else when you can expect that they're going to be there and that they're going to be able to respond to your questions right away. So for us, what we decided to do as a team is we would take those two-hour blocks from 12 to 2. I'm going to say those are our office hours. And that's when we're going to be available for immediate response on email or if we're going to have a Zoom meeting, which won't happen every day. No, we're not going to we're not planning on having like a full like class, like Zoom thing all the time. But like I'm going to have one today for half an hour for my period A class. And hopefully people will log on and, and we can see their faces and we can check in with them about their distance work. And. 
that's the thing. Like between twelve and between twelve to two, that's a time when you really need to be focused on like schoolwork and they're focused on that one individual class. I put on everyone's schedule too, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the podcast. So we should be listening to it live because you know, a lot of your questions that you have, I saw a couple of people already commented on Google Classroom with questions about the schedule. Well, listen to the podcast and then we'll try to explain. And then if you want to call in, 516-590-0997, and we'll call and explain. Because a lot of people have questions. You're not the only ones. Teachers have questions. Um, you know, we're trying we – have, we have our group to, like, figure things out, you know, which apps we're using. Or, you know, we're trying to figure out all these things with, with um, this new world of distance learning. So if you are, if you are in any way concerned or confused, check out your, your, your Google Classroom page. If that doesn't answer your question, then you can call in the podcast. If that doesn't answer your question, you can email your teacher or a different teacher. So there's lots of different ways that we can connect and we can try to get ourselves through this unpleasant situation. Um, anything to add, Ms. Bauer? Yeah. yeah, I think the main thing that um, is the most different from what you're used to is every day there's going to be a focus on one specific class. So instead of having your four classes like usual, there's going to be a focus on that one class. So today's is your day A class, whatever you have first. I know for me, that's civics. So but most of my kids are in civics with me today. Um, but also there's some daily stuff that we want you guys to be doing. For example, your journal, you should be doing, you know, we want you to do it every day. Um, also, I know for my students, and I think it's just an amazing resource for everybody, is going on iReady um, for at least 20 to 30 minutes each day, um, in addition to whatever your scheduled class is for that day. And that's all. Yeah, I, I put some of those things into our into the suggested schedule about iReady every day. And also about independent reading and also just, you know, just some things to keep yourselves up with what's going on and what's happening in the in, in school and in the world and, and things like that. Um, one last thing announcement before we get into some good news. Um, so we're going to talk about good news. We're going to talk some mental health tips. We're going to talk a little bit about the movie V for Vendetta. And later on, we'll be having city councilor Stephanie Martins will be calling in um, to talk a little bit about what the city is doing and give us some tips about just some things that are happening going around um, lunch and Chromebook update. So a lot of you probably got a, a call from Everett public schools yesterday saying that for two weeks, they're suspending their, any in-person services delivered by the Everett public schools, which means they're not going to be having lunch delivery at the high school or for pickup at the high school or the Whittier school. And the Chromebook deliveries that were scheduled for this week are not going to happen as, or at least, as of yet, they're delayed for two weeks. So as long as everyone, just everyone should be aware of that, that if you go to the high school or the Whittier school looking for a lunch today, there's not going to be one there. And the Chromebooks distribution is put on hold at least for two weeks uh, because of the, the, the mayor and the superintendent decided that that was going to be probably the best way of going forward. So if you have, if you have issues with Chromebooks or technology, email me, email someone, email one of the teachers, and we'll try to give you some advice on, how to get forward. Ms. Barrett, can we go to some, some good news now? Yeah, so we have an announcement. Um, yeah, I think Ms. we need a bit of a laugh. Go ahead. Or, <laughs> we, just, we, need a, we need a smile and a laugh. Go ahead. Yes, yeah, so um, 
Mrs. Ross, formerly known as Miss Wilson, had her baby. I know she was very pregnant um, when we last saw her. Um, and yesterday, she, or I think it was the day before at, in the evening, she had um, Connor Charles Ross. He was 6 pounds, 10 ounces, and he's adorable, and they're all doing very well. And I know this was like a really hard time to have a baby, if you can imagine. Um, I know Tiana's sister and a couple of other you guys have some babies that were due. So it's good to hear that everyone's happy and healthy. Thought I would update you guys. That's such great news. So congratulations to Mrs. Ross, formerly known as Miss Wilson, and her husband Patrick for the Connor Charles. What a nice name. Sounds like a good Irish name. So let's Beautiful. give them a good Six pounds, ten ounces. Bigger than I was when I was born. Uh, my my son was a monster. He was eight pounds, twelve ounces. My, my son wow. Was he was John, uh, yeah, Jonathan was big. Michaela was seven something, I think. So that's good news. And we we had another piece of good news. We got a student birthday today. So we got a birthday shout out today to Daniela. Daniela L is 14 today. So hopefully, Daniela, you're listening and have a happy birthday. Hopefully, Melissa, your older sister, doesn't uh, torture you too much. But happy birthday to Daniela, 14 years old today. That is that song is actually it is it's a little bit catchy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I hate that it's catchy because it's so 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 bad. All right. So <laughs> this is Mr. McGowan. We're here in the Mama Levitt show. Happy birthday to Daniela. Um, let's move on to the question of the day. And we're still waiting for Mama Levitt to call in. Mama Levitt is struggling right now. Mama Levitt must I be know. busy Maybe she's going on at home. <laughs> still asleep like the kids. I know. Maybe Mama Levitt is. Uh, she she texted us this morning, so we know she's we, we know she was awake. Maybe she just went back to sleep, but she's playing some video games. <laughs> so today's mental health tips for coronation. So this will be today's journal entry. So just to add to our schedule announcements from before, everyone's going to get assignments for each class for their period A, period B, period C, period D. Um, but we are going to be posting still, either Ms. Mara or myself, depending upon who your ELA teacher is, we will be posting a journal entry for every day. So part of your weekly ELA stuff is your daily journal entry. The one thing I want to do differently, and I'll post this, is I don't want people to submit it after every entry. Just submit it when it's your day for ELA. So for example, because I'm, I'm not going to be able to grade all of these all at a time. So if, if you're in period A and you write today's journal entry, you should submit your journal today. And then you can submit it again a week from now. So I'll explain that later. But just if, if you're listening and you know, I don't need everyone to submit their journals after every single, after every single entry. Let's just submit it when it's your ELA day. 
But today is number 10, the mental health tips for communication, the top 25. And what we're giving here is everyone find their own retreat space. Everyone find their own retreat space. And it says, space is at a premium, particularly with city living. It is important that people think through their own separate space for work and for relaxation. For children, help them identify a place where they can go to retreat when stressed. You can make this place cozy by using blankets, pillows, cushions, scarves, beanbags, tents, and forts. Remember forts? I used to build forts all the time. <laughs> all the does, time. Eden, does Eden build forts at your house? Oh, yeah, with all the couch pillows and um, blankets, tents, whatever she can find. Yeah, my uh, Jonathan and Michaela are always always constantly building forts, and then then I then I I'll take them down. They get so upset. It's good to know that even when we are on top of each other, we have our own special place to go to be alone. So, question of the day, Miss um, Mara, do you have a private retreat space for yourself at your house? And if so, uh, how does that work? Yeah, we have multiple spaces. Um, I think, if anything, it's just important to recognize when you need your own space. Um, Like, for me, I have, like, a back porch that overlooks the backyard that's really nice and kind of quiet. So sometimes I'll just say, hey, I'm going to go read out there for a little bit. Of course, our bedrooms are a good place, but I know not everybody has their own bedroom. So I think it's just most important to be able to express when you need some time to yourself and not let it turn into, like, an argument if you can avoid it. I know sometimes when me and Eden are getting like a little sick of each other uh, and I feel like a, like an argument coming on, we'll just say like, Hey, you know what? I need 10 minutes to just be separate from you. And it doesn't mean I don't like you. And it doesn't mean like, I don't want to be around you ever. It just means like we are stuck here for a while and we need to be able to kind of have that moment to ourselves. So I think it's really important to be able to say that. And if you're the one being told that not to take offense, that people just need their own space. We are spatial humans, which is a line that I use a lot in class. But 100% right. I mean, I don't know how many students listening have their own room. That's a good point about having your own room. My kids are lucky enough that they each have their own room. So Michaela's yeah. just spending a lot of time. You know, when she needs time to herself, she, she can go in her room and she can hang out and she can play. Um, he does tend to lock the door sometimes and won't let us in. So I do have the key and I might have, to, I've threatened her if, if Kayla is listening, I've threatened Michaela that if she continues to defy on that thing, on that request that I'm going to take her door off. Like I don't know if you this hour. famously Kayla from my period A class heard as a punishment, her dad took away her door, mm-hmm. which I thought was so sinister and so, so awesome of a punishment yeah. because yeah. everything we're talking about here about like, you know, having your own space, having privacy, like even for me, like, like 10 minutes in the morning driving to work, just having 10 minutes in the car, like by myself, oh, even yeah. that, even that like 10 minutes was huge for like my own like mental health. And sometimes just to drive around on your own or, you know, obviously our students can't do that yet but just walk by yourself or just be by yourself somehow. Does, does Eden have her own like kind of personal retreat space? Does she just go to her room or? Yeah. So um, we just moved to a new apartment and she loves her. We bought her like a loft bed. So it's like this little, almost like a, a room within her room where she can go up high. 
high and be, you know, above everything. And she, like, puts lots of pillows, like that, you know, suggestion said, pillows, blankets. She brings her cat up there. She has her stuffed animals. And when she just wants to, like, chill out and be by herself, that's where she goes. And I completely try to respect that and, like, let her just kind of hang out out there. And I think it helps. Yeah, that's such a great idea. It's, it's so great to have like a, like a retreat space. So my question for you is this, Ms. Mara. What maybe would you recommend for students who maybe don't have their own retreat space or their own room? or Any ideas on yeah. what those students do? So I used to share a room with my big sister um, for many years, and we used to get sick of each other. We, we've had our own sides of our bedrooms, but I would just say, if possible, um, kind of tell each other, you know, I need some time to myself, you know, for even if it's, like you said, 10, 20 minutes, you don't think that's going to make a difference, but even if you can just chill out for 10 minutes and try not to think of anything, just try to be by yourself, um, that can actually just help calm you down and make a big difference. So I would say just try to see if you can negotiate some time to yourself. If not, if possible, I know some of you guys aren't leaving the house at all, but like if you can get out for a little walk, um, fresh air and a little walk for even just going outside for a few minutes makes a huge, huge difference um, for your mental health because the mental health struggle is very real. I know people say, you know, oh, I'm sad, I'm depressed, and they kind of throw those terms around loosely, but I think all of us are really struggling seriously right now with how to stay mentally healthy. So don't be afraid to get that time for yourself. Yeah, our mental health is more, than, is more important than anything else right now. So get a retreat, a retreat space, an own personal space, a, a, private, a private little area for yourself. There's, some, there's different words for it. Like I have my man cave. I'm currently down here in my man cave. Some people talk about having a she shed. A she, oh, a she shed. shed. I don't like that. I, I Have you heard of a she no. shed? No, we need we need a different term for for that. <laughs> that's the thing that's come up in the past like couple years. It's like the the female equivalent of a man cave, but it's not <laughs> the same. I have my man cave, but my man cave also doubles as like storage area on the other side. So it's um it's it's not it's not the best, but it's a good little it's a good little space for me. All right, yeah. we are going to let's take a quick break and. Then we're going to try to get Mama Levitt on, and we'll come back. We'll talk a little. We'll talk with our city council, Stephanie Martin. Your old body wash is okay, but there's one problem: it doesn't smell like Sour Patch Kids. Well, guess what? Now it can. Wash that takes your favorite candy out of your mouth and rubs it all over your body. First, the sour invigorates, then the sweet alleviates, and the shimmering sugar crystals exfoliate, making you feel like a new person with all the same problems. And just like your bite-sized buddies, it's 100% edible, so you can satisfy your sweet tooth while you scrub. First, you're sour, then you're sweet, then you're irresistible. Mmm. Put a little sour in your shower with new Shower Patch Kids 2-in-1 Body Wash. Sour, sweet, clean.
Do you really want your life looking like this? Cleaning up after others, flipping burgers for a living, unclogging toilets, living in this black and white world? Well, luckily, there's a way you can change all of that. With Bright University, you'll learn the necessary skills and knowledge to be the best, most educated, overqualified, mess cleaning, burger flipping, toilet unclogging scholar with a degree. And you'll be in color. At Bright University, we want you. We want you. We want you. We want you. To pay us. You will not not regret it. If only I could go back. Hands down, the best decision my parents ever forced me to make. Everyone knows that the reason you go to college is for money. College means a degree. A degree means a job. A job means money. And with Evry, we can guarantee that we might get you to the degree part if you put in the work. Because really, you're doing all the work, not us. I've never been so stressed out in my life. I never thought I'd ever wish to be back in high school again. Yeah, maybe books are about $1,000 a year. Dorming and meal plans at another age. Tuition, 45 But the experiences, quality education, and friends you're going to be making along the way, and price. I finally got my degree in communication. And I only owe like $100,000. With financial aid, scholarships, and the two part-time jobs I had while attending a ride, I can pay back my loans in 20 years instead of 30. Might as well call me Johnny. I'm definitely in debt. Chances are, you will need a loan to be able to afford a ride. But don't worry. You don't have to pay it back until right after you graduate. That's a lot of time. Because if you thought you were going to graduate in a couple of years... You're completely forgetting about the prereqs. At Evry, not only can you choose to learn things that have nothing to do with your major, but you have to learn things that have nothing to do with your major. If you want to be a dentist, Evry University offers Dentistry 101. Right after you complete English 1 and 2, Calculus 205, two years of foreign language, the history of rock and roll, and women's studies. Because of the dentist, you never know when you're going to get a foreign rock and roll star asking you to calculate an equation while you're cleaning his teeth. <laughs> or her teeth. Evry University may be a little pricey. Yes, time consuming. But let's be real, you're not going to be successful without. Where else are you going to learn the necessary skills and knowledge for a job other than a professional? Or a book. Or a hands-on internship. Or the job itself. Or Google. Or even YouTube for a how-to video on it. Exactly. Nowhere. So what are you waiting for? Pay your application fee so you can apply today. Before you know it, you could be just like me. Like me. Like me. Like me. Like me. Like me. Paying tuition at Evry. If we accept you, that is. So choose Evry University because really, in our society... Evry University, because everyone else is doing it. <laughs> All right, we're back in the Mama Lovett show. McGowan, Miss Sarah, and we got Mama Lovett on the line, too. I'm here. Mama Lovett's here. Thank you to our sponsors, Sour Patch Kids, and... Honest University commercial. Um, hi, Mama Levitt. What's up? Hi, I'm so sorry. Hey, Mama Levitt. It's been a day or two. <laughs> <laughs> Took longer. Mama Levitt, you wanna, um, can you weigh in on, on our, our question of the day about finding your own retreat space? Like, do you have your own space at home or someplace that's just for you? My home, like, right now, like, it's in the kitchen. I like a spot in the kitchen, which has always been that, um, where I do all my work and things like that. Um, when I do my podcast, I go into my bedroom because my husband's working and I don't want to disrupt him. Um, but other than that, or my couch, um, but my house is pretty open. Um, it's a tiny house, too, so there's not a lot to go. Mm-hmm. But we each kind of, like, give respect mm-hmm. each other, like, when we need space in our own rooms or our own. So my husband's in the dining room and is on a call, like, you just respect the space. You just don't go in there. So, yeah, and I think it's needed. 
even if it's like small like that, like it doesn't seem like a you're like a man cave or I guess you guys said a she stamp shed. <laughs> yeah, we gotta work on that. Which, which was funny, I saw that on an Allstate commercial, and I was like, what the heck is a she shed? Is that a real like thing? A or is that a warehouse or I think it's from a commercial. I don't know. I thought it was a commercial. <laughs> I'm, I'm like working it. on new names in my head. I'm like, womanly warehouse, like, uh, I don't know. I got to <laughs> think of a different one. I'll get back to you. So we have Miss Nato on the line as well. Yeah. Good morning, Miss Miss Nato. Hey, Good morning, Miss Nato. Hi, Miss Nato. Miss Nato, how are you? Also, also ever counselor Stephanie Martin's on the line too. So, Miss Nato, do you want to tell us a little bit, real quick, about your retreat space? Um, I don't really have one. It depends on what I want to do. My mom's working from home, so she's in the kitchen, which is kind of hard. So sometimes, if we're on video chat, I might go outside or go into her room and close the door or my room and close the door. Someone's mic is really loud right now. It's probably me because I'm on a walk, so I'll mute me for now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. I'm driving by. All right, so we're here on the Mama, on the Mama Levitt Show with Mr. McGowan, Miss Mara, Mrs. Levitt, Miss Nato. On the line now, we have Everett City Councilor, Miss Stephanie Martins. Good morning, Stephanie. Hello, good morning. How are you? Good now, morning. can we call you? Do we call you Stephanie? What's the etiquette? What's the etiquette to addressing a counselor? <laughs> well, Is it like the president, where it's like Mr. President? Right. Well, some people just go by counselor, whatever the last name. Some people like to be a councilwoman, but you can just call me Stephanie. That's fine. <laughs> Okay, sounds good. Um, thanks for calling in. I mean, with, I wanted to have you on the show because I've seen um, over the past few weeks as we've all been dealing with this coronavirus situation. And I just see, I noticed you've been very active and just very informative about kind of what's going on. But can we start a little bit about just talking about you? Um, so this is your first year on the council, correct? Started in January? Yes. So my first few months, we have first few months, plans, right? right? <laughs> can, so, um, can you talk just a little bit about what the counselor, or what a counselor does, and maybe how you're adjusting to that job? Sure. Well, so first of all, so good morning to you and all the students that are listening. Thank you so much for doing this. And I love the term coronation. <laughs> uh, I'm still, no, kids, I'm still looking for my. They did. That's awesome. It's a, a lot more exciting. And I want to thank everyone who's staying home because the more we stay home, the less this virus can spread and the, you know, the sooner we'll be back out to normal life. I kind of miss Starbucks. I miss PJ Maxx. <laughs> but uh, so a little bit about me. <laughs> um, so I just got elected, as you said, on, on November of last year. So the term started on January 6th and we served for two years. So we're already Running again next year, another another election in November. So for the mayor's four years, for the councils two, and we have eleven city councilors, um, five councilors at large, and six, one for each ward. And I'm the councilor for ward two, which is where the Cavarian is, the Parliament, the hospital. But we're voted citywide by the whole city. 
But uh, so I am actually going to be 32 tomorrow. <laughs> oh, happy and birthday. Yay. Not the plans that I had, but I'll make it exciting. <laughs> <laughs> with only two people, just my, my husband and my dog, Bob. But um, let's see, what else about me? I'm also the first Latina to serve on our city council. And we used to have, it was all guys and one woman, and now we have three women. And one is me, the first Latina. We also have the first Haitian-American, girly Adrian, and the first Asian-American, uh, Jimmy Lee. So it's an interesting time for city council with different voices representing the community. Awesome. Ms. Mara, can you go? Yeah. Um, hi, Councilor Martin. Um, my name's Emma Mara. I'm the eighth grade special ed teacher, um, or one of the special ed teachers. So I have a question for you. Um, did you ever imagine that three months into your term would be facing the kind of crisis? I mean, I'm sure you didn't, but like, were you, were you prepared at all for anything like this to happen? And what were, what were your like initial emotions about it all? Great. Well, not at all. Cause uh, my platform initially was all about accessibility, getting information out there, working on housing. And uh, we were just in the middle. We just passed uh, a resolution for task force, talk about housing in Everett. All of a sudden, we're not even meeting anymore. City halls closed. Our priorities changed. We don't have the the regular issues of the city. Now it's more like emergency survival issues, and then just literally physically getting out there and moving things from place to place. So delivering food to seniors, making sure that people know about where to get food and resources. Uh, delivering computers last week with all of you, and uh, so we're just keeping things moving, but I'm kind of happy that this week we're kind of stopping so we can slow things down a little bit. But I uh, know not at all, completely different, but uh, kind of different but kind of the same because a lot of the things that we were touching on, like the housing issue, now it's, it's even more important with the issue that we're not getting income and we still have to pay our rent and what can we do about it. But it's kind of challenging because a lot of the power is with the mayor. And uh, so we as the counselors have to work to really present what the people are telling us so we can get it done as the city government Mm. and make everybody happy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hi, Ms. Barton. It's Ms. Levitt. I'm um, the eighth grade civics teacher at the English school. so how are how are things are going for you as a new counselor? I was just curious. Um, you kind of touched on some of the things that you're doing to help residents um, during this time, but also like, um, are you guys planning on doing like um, virtual council meetings to deal with the crisis at all, or is it just being handled by the mayor? So we had our first virtual town hall meeting with the mayor, the counselors, and the heads of the departments to give updates to people. But uh, so far, we haven't had a a virtual council meeting, but we're planning on doing that because we'll need to eventually move funds, which requires permission from the council, and to pass something to really help people. Because right now, uh, we're waiting to see what the state will do, but I am, it's, you know, it's time for bold leadership from the city. So we'll see what we can do at the local level, and that will probably trigger a meeting, and that's 
known to be on Facebook, and um, if people follow Mayor Carla DeMaria's Facebook of the city of Everett, and I'm always posting things online, too. It's about Steph for Everett, um, F-O-R, like spelled out, Instagram, and I'm kind of slow on Twitter, but I'm getting there. And I, and I also see a lot of the pieces of things that people want to know that are not being shared, so I'm going to try to share them myself, too. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of things happening. <laughs> like City Hall is closed until May 4th for now, but we're open and any issues, I mean, we're, we're still serving, serving the community and any issues that people have, they can call 311. Some of the exciting things right now is that no parking tickets unless you're blocking a fire hydrant. Oh, that's awesome. Driveway. <laughs> uh, no, uh, we still have street sweeping, but people are not getting told or ticketed. They're just getting warnings, and uh, we'll revisit again next month. But we hope that people move their cars around so eventually you get the streets cleaned. <laughs> and, and, important, and also, if the students are listening right now, no eviction. So if your parents can't pay the rent and all of a sudden the owner of the house wants to throw them out, they cannot get evicted without going to court and there's no, no, there are no processes currently going to the court. So stay there. <laughs> no one can remove you. And another thing, too, is a lot of families, especially immigrant families, are afraid of calling 911 when they feel sick with uh, possible symptoms of coronavirus. So 911 is also for medical emergencies. Don't be afraid. Call, uh, and uh, the person will be routed to Cataldo, which is the service of (laughs) the EMT service for medical help, and they'll ask all the questions to before they go see the person. But uh, so yeah, so we've been having drive-through food distribution at the Connolly. We have the food pantry with a lot of good items. It doesn't matter what the income is. Right now, it's about the need. You need food. You go get it. No questions asked. The other day, they even had uh, frozen salmon from Trader Joe's. Wow. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Sweet. <laughs> so donuts. <laughs> so, yeah, so a lot of things. But um, so we're moving. <laughs> so we're trying to see. But I, I'm still, so what we're fighting to do right now is to, community with rent and uh, addressing homelessness and uh, making sure that everybody's getting help and, and the food they need. Yeah, that, it, it was great to hear you talk about evictions because I think a lot of people are worried about that right now. I mean, if the money's not, if money's not coming in and, you know, this talk of getting a check from the federal government, but no one knows what that's going to be and some people won't be getting it and there's a lot of kids who internalize that. There's a, there's a lot of fear about losing their jobs, losing their homes, like losing mm-hmm. their apartments. So that's great. And another thing I just want to comment on, you mentioned um, the need for bold leadership from the city. And I, I just think a lot of us were really shocked a lot of ways on March 12th when our schools were canceled for 30 days. But I think it really did kind of show the kind of bold leadership that we need to take at the, at the local level to kind of defeat this whole kind of thing. So I thought that was really important. You also mentioned your, your Instagram handle because, you know, a lot of our students are obviously very big on, on social media, and I think that's one of your strengths, one of the things that I think the kids really appreciate. Could you just repeat, um, Stephanie, your, your Instagram, if any kids listening want to want to follow you? Sure. It's at Steph, so S-T-E-P-H-4-F-O-R-Everett, so Steph for Everett. 
and I try to get all the updates. Um, and now this week that I won't be out distributing Chromebooks, I'll be able to add some more <laughs> updates. And I'm also trying to update us on the number of cases. The last count that we had in Everett, it was 70 cases, mm-hmm. but uh, we're weeks behind. And uh, an important thing, too, and, and why it's important to be home is that from it, or you can carry it and get someone else sick. So that's why we need to stay away so this goes away and we can go back to normal life. And a lot of the people who thought they wouldn't get sick are now in the hospital between the ages of 18 and 49. So mm-hmm. we can get it, too. And we actually had a 16-year-old in Everett. So <laughs> you got to be safe. Don't wow. touch our faces. Sanitize. Right. <laughs> so be careful um, with grandma if you have right. parents at home. Exactly. Um, next question, kind of, kind of building off that. So besides just staying home yeah. and being sanitary and do that, um, what other advice would you have for middle school students that are kind of stuck at home during this time? Well, I would say a lot of the advice is what you guys are discussing. Just kind of find your space where you can find your peace, your retreat, you know, spot, and uh, try to be creative. Like, do work on something that you'd be proud of when you come out of this. And I'm sure we're going to miss this time off. I remember when I was campaigning, I had a day where I actually cried because I just wish I could be home one day. But uh, so let's take advantage of that. Uh, Try to help out as much as possible. I know that our parents, you know, they're stressed out because of financial issues or just the change of routine and being at home. Um, and, you know, study, get ready for the next semester. And uh, I know you teach uh, civics. There are a lot of exciting things to learn in civics. You can research all these uh, evictions, so tenant and landlord rights, because we have a lot of rights in Massachusetts. Um, what else? Well, learn about your local government, you know, who represents you, how the elections work. But one important thing about Everett is so we have clothes and we'll know better after we finish the census. And that's the homework, too, if you do your census, <laughs> which is used every 10 years to count the, the population of the city. And it determines how much money we're getting from the federal government. So the more people we have, the more money we get. So if you do it, it's pretty easy. They have it in different languages. You can do it on your computer. You probably received it at home in paper. You can do it over the phone. And if you do complete it, then you can also tag me and do hashtag EverCount. Yeah. But, yeah, just use the time to, like, learn new things. I don't know if you see something about city government, but I, I lost track for one second. <laughs> Uh, oh, no. So I was going to say that Everett has about 50,000 people, 20,000 registered to vote. And out of the 20,000, we only have four to 7,000 voting. So it's important um, to get registered to vote. So maybe if your parents are not registered, but they're citizens, you can do that online and help them while you're home. You know, just some civic things to keep you busy. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. I'm sorry, Ms. Uh, Martins. I my call dropped, and I um, hope I'm back on. Um, so no, you're I'm back. Like, so I you're back okay. I apologize. Some technical difficulties yeah. in this um, broadband is not running well these days. Uh, one of the things that um, 
I, since you're talking and mentioning civics and like, I always try to tell my students, you know, everyone gets interested in the federal level for government, that but the local level is so important because that's where it really affects your everyday life. And I was thinking um, a lot of my students look at civics because this is new that they have to now mandate it in a, a Massachusetts framework that eighth grade is civics. Um, they find a lot of it boring. And yes, I know sometimes learning about government and the ins and outs can be boring. Some kids don't find it relevant, even though I say this is probably one of the most relevant courses that you'll ever take. Um, what would you say to students, since you are a local representative of your community, um, especially in, and in Everett, and so um, about the importance of understanding um, government, how it works, and um, getting involved if they want to, because like not everybody likes to get involved with things. They like, but still just understanding it and learning about it and, and following to see what's going on in your community. Sure. Well, so first of all, just to clarify, so the city councilor, the work of the city councilor is to write your local laws and to approve whatever laws that the mayor writes to, and then we also vote on how the money we get for the city is going to get spent. So we're deciding how much is going to the schools, how much is going to fix the roads, how much, uh, you know, our, your tickets are going to, you know, your taxes for your home, what the, the rate will be. So these are a lot of things that affect you directly, even like how your trash is going to be collected, all of those things. So the local level is really important, and especially now that we have a need for, to, you know, we have an emergency and sometimes the things that we need and we need different things in different cities and different communities. So when the government is not helping us with what we need, then we can move as a city and do a lot of cool things ourselves too. For example, we're trying to find ways to possibly maybe, uh, you know, subsidize rent, you know, find a way find funds to go in ways that the government, the state and federal government are not doing. But uh, so I always tell people that your life changes when you know your rights. So with civics, you can learn how the courts work. So let's say your parents get a ticket and they have to go to court because they're driving and, you know, they rent through a red light or something or speeding. So you know what the rights are. Or for example, you you're three days late to pay your rent and your landlord wants to charge you a fee. In Massachusetts, you can't charge a fee until it's after 30 days. So when you know those rights, then you can protect yourself, you can empower your family, and things sound a lot different when you know <laughs> what you're entitled to. So it's really important. And uh, getting involved is important because you can either complain about things or you can be the agent to make them happen and to tell your neighbors what their rights are, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that's such a good yeah. point because I think as renters, we sometimes assume that, like, we don't have certain rights. You know, even just the term landlord is so heavy with, like, somebody that kind of reigns mm-hmm. over you. So I think it's really important to um, kind of know what those rights are. Um, I actually have another question for you, too, because um, I have a lot of students, you know, both male and female, but a lot of really kind of strong female students that have expressed interest in joining local politics, and um, I myself have, have thought about it from time to time. I know the city council, city council of Everett has historically been overwhelmingly white and male, 
Um, do you look at yourself as a trailblazer in your field? Um, have you had any challenges specific to the fact that you're a woman and represent a new face than what has been historically represented? Sure. So when I ran the first time in 2017, the paper actually did some research and they wrote about it, and Everett had had 600-something guys and only 17 women in uh, no – Latina ever, and not a lot of young people. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it was definitely a challenge because it was something new, and um, Everett is just so traditional too. So we're just like opening doors to like new people coming in. Like I haven't been here for three generations. Like most of the councils that have served, so a lot of the counselors they grew up in their homes, they own their homes, they're not renters. But I think that's why it's important to have different people from different walks of life so we can add a perspective from all different but uh in running for office i think it's just a matter of allowing people to get to know you there will always be challenges you are judged differently when you're a woman you always have to worry about things that the guys don't have to (laughs) but uh and something (laughs) and something else to tell the students too is um you don't need a specific um, education to be on the council because a lot of people think that to be in politics, you need to have your degree and all of that. And no, you can be a person that maybe you like animals and you want to get elected to fight for you know, animal law or your mom and you see things happening with kids and you want to fight for something related to education. So you just have to have a passion, be willing to do the work, and continue to show up even when there are challenges, even when they write about you, even and just (laughs) make sure people vote for you. Mm -hmm. That's good advice. Thank you. You're welcome. But they will say crazy things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyone have any last questions for Council Martin? No, I thank you very much like for coming on and talking about especially about, you know, the relevant of local government and getting involved and what your job is because I don't think students realize that that's just as important as running for um, state representative or senator or national representatives or senators. Um, and these are people that right. we can talk to and have easily Absolutely. have access to and um, they can be your neighbor. <laughs> Right, so true. And you know, if you're a state representative, in order to pass anything, you still need to get the other 159 representatives to agree with you, and the the uh, the president, um, Jesus, you know, the whole house to approve it. And in the local level, it's only 11 of us. We represent you directly, and we can be your voice, and we can be we're we're your neighbors. <laughs> Yeah, and I think, like, so we talk about self-government a lot, so I think. Yeah, so thanks, thanks for all you guys are doing, and uh, thanks for having me. And anytime you need updates, just let me know. And anyone who needs food, 53rd Street, they're having it in the mornings at 930, especially on Saturdays. But uh, if you follow Facebook, uh, uh, if you follow the Edward Grace Food Pantry on Facebook, they post the times, or I've been sharing on Facebook, on Instagram mm. and Facebook as well. All right, Council Thank Stephanie you Martin, so much. thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. I think um, everyone appreciates all the work you're doing for Everett and, and for our citizens. And 
just for the city in general and for everybody. So thanks so much for coming on. You can you know call back whenever you want, give us some updates, and maybe we'll talk to you again. All righty. Okay. Have a good day. Bye-bye. All right. You too. Bye-bye. All right, that was Council Stephanie Martins. You can follow her on Instagram at, at Steph for Everett, S-T-E-P-H for F-O-R in Everett. Um, I just followed her. <laughs> right, so she had already a victory. She picked up a follower at least once. <laughs> um, Nadeau's back on the line. What's up, Nado? You're back. Is she not listening? Yeah, Nado. <laughs> Sorry, I have to mute my phone. I'm still on my walk. No, I got you. <laughs> It's okay to just listen. You can just listen too. Um, no, that's fine. So let's finish up. Let's finish up today with. I want to talk a little bit about the movie that Miss Lovett posted on Friday, and I, I have a couple of bones to pick with you, Miss Lovett. Um, first of all, the, the movie is called D for Vendetta. I watched it last night. Miss Lovett, a thanks for costing me three ninety nine on Amazon Prime. It's a movie. It's a great movie. It was awesome movie, and but B, I got so triggered. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's so Sorry. triggering. That's, I had, I had, I, I thought of that all weekend. It gave me a little anxiety. <laughs> I know. If any, if any students actually watched the movie, I hope you didn't sit down with your parents and watch it as like a nice family watch because it's not exactly meant for that. Miss mm-hmm. Mar, my first well, question for you. Well, I did with my family. <laughs> yeah, but your family's older. Miss um, Mara. No, I did when they were in middle school. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess that makes sense. Miss Mara, what was your opinion of the very first scene and also the very, very <laughs> last scene? You are such a jerk. Um, so <laughs> so <laughs> here's my opinion. Don't miss the very first scene or the very last scene of a movie that is like this one. That's, you kind of miss a lot. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, and it's not my fault. So I sat down to watch the movie. I had it all set up to go, and I got called into Eden's room because she wanted another another round of good nights and kisses to her stuffed animals and all that. So, so I have an what? excuse. How can you say you no to that? Mara, pause. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You're right. Pause and gone back. Um, here's mm-hmm. a co- just a couple sound clips from the movie. So the movie stars Hugo Weaving and Natalie Portman, two of the great actors of our, of our time, by the way. Um, this, was, this is Evie Hammond, the character of Natalie Portman. Remember, remember the 5th of November, the gunpowder treason and plot. I know of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgotten. Now, Miss Levitt, do you have to understand the Guy Fox story? in order to understand this well, movie, do you think? They actually, they explain the Guy Fox story to you um, in the movie, if you actually listen. Um, Guy mm-hmm. Fox was going to blow up Parliament. Um, I forget the year. I think it might have been 1605. It's November 5th. 1605, um, yeah. <laughs> and um, I think this is during, like, England's civil wars between, um, if I recall correctly, and, and don't hold me to this, my history, history buff, that I don't look this up. Um, between like Parliament and the monarchy, were struggling for power, and who was going to who was going to control what? And um, so, it's just, the people were kind of somewhat revolting at the time against the monarch. Um, so yeah, Guy Fawkes 
investment to go blow it up. And it, it's traditionally remembered so that you, like, have that, I guess, the idea that the government's supposed to be of the people and, and, and parliament's supposed to represent the people. Well, it's a tip, typical kind of, like, revolutionary thing. It never happened. Was, right. They stopped, they, they stopped the plot, right? They stopped Guy Fox before he blew up parliament. Oh, yeah. I think he was honked. In real life, right. Or executed, um, so, or his head was chopped off, or something. <laughs> next quote comes from. Next quote also comes from Evie about the difference between ideas and men. We are told to remember the idea, not the man, because the man can fail. He can be caught. He can be killed and forgotten. But four hundred years later, an idea can still change the world. Quote: Four hundred years later, an idea can still change the world and this one th- mm-hmm. this is one of the ones that, that triggered me miss levitt when they when they talk about having a curfew a yellow oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, okay. Any will be subject to triggered i think i this this time so when i watched it i watched it last week with my daughter because i had read an article about coronavirus and our constitutional rights and the writer mentioned v for vendetta and so i was like oh i gotta watch this again it's been a while and so we sat down and we watched it and i was like oh my god (laughs) we're going to protect you therefore this is what you have to do and it's eerily reminiscent of what is going on now, which, like, my big concern has been, and, like, I, I mull over this all the time because if anyone who knows me knows how I think about these things, um, you know, like, where's the government going with this after this crisis is over? And how long is this going to go before it destroys our country that we're going to be, we're going to forget what, you know, our country once was and, and all the wonderful constitutional rights that we have? Because people, like, are like I think it was um I think Benjamin Franklin had a great quote about you know be wary about like how much control you give government for your security because the more you allow government to control your security to make you feel safe the less freedom you have so it's like as I tell my students all the time government needs balance you have to have mm. balance yeah I wrote that uh, down about some notes on the film about fear. And one interesting thing I found, the backstory of this movie, how the so it takes place in the future. I think it's the year 2032 in, in a Great Britain that's become dominated by this sort of white nationalist, fascist, um, totalitarian regime. And it's led by this sort of charismatic, hateful, fear monger, kind of like a Hitler type. And the backstory is that the government actually was doing these biological experiments and they discovered this super virus, but also the cure for that virus. And the government, they actually let the virus out into a school. What was the other one? Like a, a water supply. And then, mm-hmm. oh, then a subway station. And they, and they allowed oh, 100,000 movie. <laughs> right, yeah. So just, just to be clear, everyone listening, yeah, this is the plot of V for Vendetta. But the backstory of it is, this is where I got triggered. Because you start seeing, and they, they start showing you the headlines. And it's like 80,000 dead, 100,000 dead. And they start showing like people. And like, I was like devastated. They show pictures of like little kids in like ventilators in hospitals. And it's, it's so close to home as to what's happening Uh here today. And it's almost like 
disturbing in a way. I mean, this, this is another quote that I had kind of related to that. If our own government was responsible for the deaths of almost 100,000 people, would you really want to know? And just the idea that, I mean, I'm not saying that our government started the COVID-19, but just oh, the no, idea that, <laughs> no, no, we didn't. But just the idea that a government could institute fear in people, cause that fear to make them or to convince them to give up their own freedom in the name of security, that, mm. that's crazy to me. I mean, not, not crazy in the sense that I don't think it would happen, but that's like mind-blowing in the sense of what we're thinking about giving up our rights and, and giving up our, our, um, our constitutional protections that we've had for 250 years. Hey, did anybody else just get a phone call from the school? I did. Yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> Wasn't just you. Yeah, I think, can I just uh, pipe in here for a second? Um, I think that for me, it's most important right now to kind of pay attention to what happens after. Like, like you guys said, like right now it's up in the air, right? Like, it might be totally appropriate. And as I think we all should be doing everything that's being said, you know, because we're at the peak of, you know, this crisis and whatnot, what I'm most curious about and what I'm trying to like stay very aware of is what happens when things die down, how policies are, are going to change or not change. Um, kind of like after nine 11, how all these other things happened at the airports to quote unquote, keep us safe, which, you know, of course mm. a large part of it has, but as Miss Levitt said, you know, Every time you do that, you're also giving up a piece of your freedom. So and what is that balancing point of freedom versus safety? Um, so that's kind of what I'm most curious about is what happens after this. But in this Mar, I agree with you. That's, like, really one of my big concerns, like, because of what happened after 9-11. Like, people, like, yeah. our students don't realize, like, we didn't have to take our shoes off and, and our belts off and get, you know. And the x-ray things were a big, were a big uh, thing, too. Oh, yeah, these huge x-ray things now. And, like, it's a very big invasion of privacy. Plus, we have um, the Patriot Act that they, they, they've been re- wanting to renew. I think they did pass it, um, which is all about, you know, spying on, you know, Americans and the FISA courts. And all these are, like, infringements upon our rights that we're just are allowing. And, some, and our representatives are going along with it. So it's, you know... Hmm. Is it right? Is it wrong? Is it needed? I, you know, like it's a huge debate. Yep. Uh, another line to, to build on that. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Ooh. Great yeah. line from And that's with the consent of the govern. Right. <laughs> that goes. That goes right back to everything that we're learning in civics this year. Is about government yeah. derived oh, why power I focus on the so much. Yeah. Right. And then, then the people have, and I just saw, I mean, there's so many things. You could do a whole class on this movie the way I, the way I, I looked at it. I mean, I, I just looked at a, I wrote down as many like themes I could think of, like revenge, which there's also this, this uh-huh. is the movie that inspired me to put up a good revenge story for Common Lit. So oh, the, I put it personal too. Yeah, I put up the Roald Dahl story called Lamb to the Slaughter, which is a good revenge story. But like it's a it's a per, that's the whole idea of a vendetta. It's personal because V we find out that V was being experimented on 
And the government basically like took him and many other people to do these crazy biological experiments. And they, many people died and just, they, they shaved their heads and took away their, their individuality. One of the things that we talk about in diary of Anne Frank, when one way they took away the Jews individuality in the concentration camps was they shaved all their heads and they took away their clothing and they made their uniform clothing. So these things we see like all through history about people and how the government, not, not just the government, but just organizations in general, including the government, can manipulate people to just, and just to show power over them and for no other reason. In, in one of my favorite books, 1984, which has become God, much more – well, it's awesome. And if, if anyone's listening, go out and read 1984 because the book was written in 1948, but there's, there's really nothing – that's been ever been written that's that that i think is so insightful as to what's kind of going on in our country today as to how people can manipulate language they can manipulate values they can turn family members against each other and all these things to just to create power and i think the line from, from the world is, yeah right yeah the whole world it's, it's the whole world it's not just the united states it's the whole world for power for power's sake is and then I think somewhere in, in the book it talks about how the only the only power is to make other people feel pain, and that becomes that becomes the aim of power. The aim of power itself is power. So power and control that was one of my themes. Revenge, freedom, and anarchy. Racism and sexism comes up with the whole idea of what kind of people were being persecuted. And I didn't even notice this until I looked up an article about the movie. Did you notice that all of the government leaders were all old? white guys yes well it yeah was, there was and i didn't well, notice it at first like maybe that's my own white male privilege <laughs> showing through but then you watch it again and it's like barring and it's it's obvious as to why a filmmaker want what point they were trying to make um fear violence surveillance terrorism and this kid this came to me because the government labels v as a terrorist but then i but then when you realize that the government planted the virus in specific places, isn't that too an act of terrorism? I mean, who's the who's the terrorist? One oh, man's yeah. terrorist is another man's oh. freedom fight. And mm-hmm. it's all about how you how you can manipulate language and how and how the media uh, uh, in the movie how the media spins everything to make it look better or to make it look more favorable to the government. Everything gets spun. Everything gets changed. Everything just gets revised. It's crazy. It's a it's a mind blowing movie, and I I hate you, Levitt, because I'm very triggered by it. <laughs> but <laughs> at, the, at, the, at the same time, same time, I'm 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 glad that that I watched it. Let me just share bef- before because we're running over time, but let me just share to make an EO connection. Um, the V, obviously, not only in the title of the movie, but also we find out that there's a reason why he calls himself V. But the V and the idea of V gives probably one of the best alliteration that we've ever that I've ever heard in any kind of movie. Who are you? Who? Who is but the form following the function of what and what I am is a man in a mask. Well, I can see that. Of course you can. I'm not questioning your powers of observation. I'm merely remarking upon the paradox of asking a masked man who he is. Oh, right. But on this most auspicious of nights, permit me then, in lieu of the more commonplace soubriquet, to suggest the character of this dramatis persona. Voila! 
In view, a humble vaudevillian veteran, cast vicariously as both victim and villain by the vicissitudes of fate. This visage, no mere veneer of vanity, is a vestige of the Vox Populi, now vacant, vanished. However, this valorous visitation of a bygone vexation stands vivified and has vowed to vanquish these venal and villain vermin, vanguarding vice and vouchsafing the violently vicious and voracious violation of volition. The only verdict is vengeance, a vendetta held as a votive, not in vain, for the value and veracity of such shall one day vindicate the vigilant and the virtuous. <laughs> Merrily, this vicious stars of verbiage veers most verbose, so let me simply add that it's my very good honor to meet you, and you may call me V. Are you like a crazy person? I'm quite sure they will say so. Great <laughs> <laughs> line. How do you even write that? You might, I mean, do you just go to the dictionary you know, and just open you know up the book? This is based on a graphic novel by, I think, Frank yeah. Miller. He wrote 300. Um, what he did, did a lot of stuff. He, he did like Spider-Man stuff. Um, yeah. He did some Batman. Yeah. I would say, yeah, if, if you're listening and you're into like graphic novels, I kind of want to check it out because I was just doing a little bit of research. And there's a couple different books and volumes. And as, as always, the book is probably better than the movie because it gets into much more backstory and it adds characters that the movie doesn't have time, time to look at. So I might, that's something I might want to check out. But yeah, how do you, how does Frank Miller even come up with that line? You must just open the dictionary to V and just literally just write down every word that starts with a V <laughs> and somehow like conjure up in some word salad that comes out in some monologue by V. I love Natalie it would, Portman. It would be a fun like activity to do, like pick a letter and try to create your own little monologue out of it. Yeah, that's that's a great activity and. And just to imagine like words like start with S or, you know, N or more common words, more, more common letters might be different, but V is not the most common word. I mean, I think it's worth five points in, when, you, when you play words with friends. So <laughs> V is like a challenging one that you can, you can work with. That's an awesome idea though, Miss Mara. I think that, that might be one of like an extra credit thing or find 30 words that start with the same letter and write them all into a monologue or write them all into a yeah. dialogue, something like that. That'd be fun. Yeah. I'm going to write that down as, as an example, but yeah, I love it. Thanks for, thanks for triggering us all. Thanks for giving me nightmares Anytime. and thoughts about the government destroying us all and, and manipulating oh, us. And... through my mind 24 <laughs> seven. I know. <laughs> and like if you want to, this is what Miss Levitt thinks about. <laughs> I know. So Students listening, like, we encourage you, go out and watch V for Vendetta. Don't watch it with your parents. <laughs> Don't, if, you, if they ask you who assigned it, Miss Levitt assigned it, not Mr. McGowan. Thanks, Mr. McGowan. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, in all seriousness, though, it's a, it's a, it's a really good movie. Um, it really makes you think. It really brings up a lot of issues that we should be thinking about as we go forward in this, this whole experience. So. That was that was interesting. So thanks so much, Miss Miss Levitt. That was really good. So we've we've gone way over our time today, but Mr. Jaffe has been listening on the line, so maybe we'll let him say hi. Mr. Jaffe, what's up? Oh hi, good morning everybody. 
Uh, not much. A beautiful spring day, huh? Yeah. Yeah, great day. Sixty so, degrees. Yeah, we're just, yeah. Yeah, we're just getting ready to, to to finish up and and head out. So, just we know a lot of students have questions. I saw even Cleveland's just commented on my podcast post and said, "I'm confused." Well, a lot of us are confused. <laughs> just all we can say is try your best. Um, read everything that's that's sent to you. Um, we Miss Myra and I earlier in the first five minutes of the podcast tried our best to explain kind of what our schedule is going to be going forward. So today you have to worry about two things, your period A class, and then you should write a journal every day. So I'll be posting. So, a little and, bit and, Go ahead, Mr. Jaffe. Are you folks having office hours today? I am, Mr. Jaffe. I, um, I sent out a Google invitation um, to all my students in my A block Great. class. Um, Maria Claire was the only one who responded, maybe. Um, and <laughs> I'm going to explain the schedule and what I'm expecting of them and due dates and all that stuff today. So please um, right. come cool. on to my Google Meet. If you're shy, I think you can um, not use video and just use the audio. Correct. Is that 1230? Okay. What? Is that 1230? Mine's at 1230. Yeah, yeah. Mine, I, I scheduled a Zoom for 1230 because I'm still working on setting up uh, Google Meet. The Google Meets. And, so, and Google Meets, if we do Kahoot, hopefully we will, we'll do it on Google Meets. And I did only Okay, I have a Google Meet as well at 1230. Okay. Uh, I'll send out an email to students. I'll probably do an, uh, a Google Meets a little later in the day, like about 3 o'clock or so. But you, I'll... Uh, and you... Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Mr. Jeffrey, finish. No, and I'll, I'll put it up on your classroom accounts. Just keep on checking classroom, at least in science, and everything you need to know will be on classroom. Yeah, and just about the office hours, like we said 12 to 2 is kind of just like a blanket, just hours. Okay. But if, it, if teachers need to reschedule it or if you need to do a different time, that's, that's totally fine, obviously. And just, just obviously we'll let people know. Okay. If have to be, but just for, the, for planning purposes, for students, for the most part, you should be around from 12 to 2. Podcasts will be at 1030, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So we'll be sharing information here. We'll be taking callers, any information, any, any questions people have. Um, classroom is always the best place to find information. Email. Right. You can email right. any of us. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, we're, we're all going through this together. We're all kind of figuring out as we go along. It's you now this is uncharted waters for. Totally, totally. All of us, yeah. So anyway, anyone before we before we hit, before we head off because I got to start getting ready for our office hours later. Miss well, Love, you got anything? Today. Maybe maybe everybody can get out a little bit. It's so nice out. Definitely. Yes, that's my no, assignment for today. Get outside. Go for a walk. It's gorgeous. I'm going for one today. It's gorgeous out. I yes, yeah, gotta get outside. I just got home from a mile and a half. It was great. <laughs> awesome. Nice. nice. So, yeah, let's do that. So we're, today is day one of official remote learning, and so we'll try to work that out. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Mr. McGowan. Thank you, Mr. McGowan. Mr. Levitt. Thank you, Mr. Oh, Jaffe, Miss Nado, Miss Levitt. I'm Mr. McGowan, and we are – this is the Mama Levitt Show, and we'll talk to everyone on Wednesday – at 10.30 a.m.